happy friday welcome back everybody to another episode thank you so much for the engagement and support and the interest in this political series i think my dream is to live in a world where we make politics palatable again make politics interesting again i think this particular conversation that i had with uta lehman from the hansaido foundation in south africa was a timeless conversation i think the buzzword has been civics education for the past year and a bit ahead of our south african national elections but i think the most important question that everybody seems to be asking themselves is where can we access this type of information we're stuck we don't know our options but we also don't even understand the system and i think civics academy has the answer to many of those questions and i think the meat and the context of why and why now and how and what their particular approach is lies in this particular conversation i hope you enjoy it and as usual i have some guests some background noise <laughs> in the form of my children but i hope it isn't distracting and i hope you enjoy this episode Till next time. Hi, my name is Uta, <laughs> and and I work for the Hans Seidel Foundation, which is a political German foundation, a German political foundation um, that's operating amongst other countries here in South Africa. Um, and the project that uh, is uh, that I'm managing within the Hansard Foundation, or one of the projects, is probably my biggest project, is the Civics Academy, which is a um, an online educational initiative that was um, you know founded initiated by the Hansardel Foundation in 2016, um, and grown and grown and grown ever since. And um, yeah, it is a, a, a civic education um, program or project um, where we create uh, short video clips um, and podcasts and other training resources on various topics of civic education, be it, you know, what is a democracy? What is the South African constitution? Why do we have a constitution? What is the rule of law? How does our government work? What is local government? Um, what is the role of like to the point like we talk about what is the role of a municipal councillor, um, what are municipal services, um, but also what does responsive citizenship mean? How can we participate in, in in this democracy? How can we shape democracy um, and so on? Um, so we've got different series uh, of videos where we try to explain these very um, complex topics in an easier um, and, and more accessible way using um, animated, animated uh, videos. Um, we also create um, um, other training resources like uh, manuals, training manuals, and, um, and uh, lecturer handbooks um, that they can use to teach these topics um, in different uh, institutions or at different events. Um, yeah, and then we we obviously collaborate with a variety of stakeholders within the field of education, so the Department of Higher Education and Training, the Department of Basic Education, but also other um, um, other political institutions um, and and NGOs. This is in short, <laughs> and and I am managing the Civics Academy. It's a very small project in terms of human resources. Um, and quite a big project in terms of outreach. 
we're very active on social media. We've got, um, we're trying to use all different social media channels to, to reach out to, to each and every one, uh, to empower them to be responsive and active citizen and shape the democracy that they live in. Yeah, and I think this, the last bit, your last bit about shaping the democracy we live in, I think a lot of people underestimate their own role. And in the conversations I've been having throughout this research process, but even, you know, beyond that, even in personal conversations with friends, the where people get stuck is in the how. So seemingly there's this influx of information or there's this perception that they just don't know where to start. So where's my starting point? How can I even know how to participate politically if I don't even understand what my role is, the significance of my role. And then I get very overwhelmed by all the various manifestos with all this political jargon. So I think the work that you're doing is wonderful. And a lot of people are just not aware of it, I think, you know. Um, so to, to this bit about trying to make people understand their own responsibility in shaping a democracy. What would you say is the cost of South Africans continuing not to participate politically? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously successful democracy depend on active participation of informed citizens um, and, and civic education is, is aims to inform and to empower citizens to fulfill this role. And if we don't, you know, if we don't um, get that knowledge about our rights and responsibilities um, as people, as citizens, but also about the roles and functions of government institutions and parliament, then, uh, yeah, as you said, we don't feel empowered to actually do something to demand good and democratic governments, uh, governance from our elected leaders. Um, and, to, and the cost will be that we live... Um, without using our rights. Um, we live without being able to hold people in power accountable. And if you look, for example, at uh, the local government elections in 2021, um, and you saw the, you know, the 12% the less voters cast their ballot um, compared to 2016, and that resulted in a total voter turnout of only like 30%, I think. Um, that's a worrying signal for young democracy as South Africa. Um, it means that less people participate in, in shaping democracy and less people have a say in what is going to happen. Um, and when, when we work with, uh, with young people uh, with, within our civics academy programs, um, we're trying to empower them to become active citizens. I would argue that the low voter turnout should not only be interpreted as the young people not being interested in politics or they don't understand politics, I think what we observe is that the people are frustrated with uh, parties and with politics and maybe even with the state because they experience no progress in their quality of life. And then they blame the political situation or the political system for the situation. And, um, and if that political system doesn't support youth participation, then they feel excluded. And as a result, they turn to uh, what we've seen, yeah, service delivery protests or protests at university campuses. Um, so yeah, it it I think if you don't feel empowered because you don't have the knowledge, you turn to the one way that you know how to express yourself, which is protesting, which doesn't really help. Um, and uh, it is, uh, you know, I mean, protesting is a legitimate instrument of participation as long as it doesn't turn violent. 
but um, it also shows that if that is the only way you, you're participating, then you haven't understood all the other different mechanisms of direct participation. At the end, people are losing out, and also the democratic system is losing out because nobody is shaping it. Yeah, I've also noticed since being in Europe that the topic around political apathy or civic engagement or the importance of civic engagement has become really a hot topic. I mean, in previous years, I think other topics sort of took center stage, like climate change, that that type of activism, which is still consistent. But people are spotlighting this issue of we cannot lose um, you know, society, or rather society cannot lose interest in politics because there's a huge cost. Um, however, there's less focus on maybe the youth demographic, but we'll get to that. So if we if we consider this whole discussion around society and the importance of um, society being active in politics, if we look at South Africa and the context of South Africa specifically, you know, you obviously work very closely with certain stakeholders and obviously have a sense of the issue and the urgency of this topic. Do you, are you concerned? I mean, regardless of the efforts of Civics Academy, do you feel that there needs to be more done in the sector? Um, good question. <laughs> Always needs to be more done. <laughs> but um, so over the years with Civics Academy, um, as we broadened our scope and also our outreach, we went into, as I said, into different um, you know, uh, social media spaces, we've realized that there is actually a lot that's being done. Sometimes it's maybe not as concerted, the efforts are not as concerted as one wishes to, but um, people are, uh, institutions are trying and I think increasingly trying to uh, put more focus on civic education. I think over the last two years, uh, just by looking at how many requests for collaboration we get or how many people are sending messages of support or giving feedback on the material that we're providing or reaching out to us and asking for assistance in terms of training or material. Um, I think that there is an increasing um, interest or um, yeah, need for civic education that's being expressed. Um, and I, th I think slowly but surely, um, government institutions are realizing that, you know, um, we need to put more focus on that. So, for example, with our cooperation with the Department of Higher Education and Training, where we train lecturers of the subject life orientation on how to facilitate fun and interactive lessons on citizenship and, um, you know, elections and voting and um, and human rights and all of these topics that they have to teach in any case, um, we realized that um, the department is putting more focus on it. There is, a, there is support from uh, from the department for these uh, for these trainings and for um, for using um, our material um, and other like we see that other institutions like the IEC, the, the South African Electoral Commission, um, is reaching out to train up their staff, and not only their staff that does outreach uh, work like electoral uh, outreach themselves, but also other staff that are um, in, uh, that are employed in different um, areas of the IEC um, have been trained on civic education to empower them and they would then carry it out and or, uh, like yeah, take the information and and take it to their own communities to empower a more responsive uh, citizenship or to, to en enable a more responsive citizenship. So I do think I have hope. I do think um, 
over the last two years, I've, we've seen from our side an increased interest in civic education and in, in getting this right. Yeah, I definitely have also felt it within the youth demographic that there's what on one side the frustration that you spoke of earlier then maybe it's 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 rooted in frustration but that young people are actually really invested and interested to know how and where to start i think now the conversation has shifted from oh i don't know where to vote to okay how do i get started or i mean rather i don't know who to vote for to now okay let me actually inform myself let me talk to people who are in the sector let me look online yeah. so there definitely has been a shift and I was speaking recently with as from the democracy development program in Durban um, and we spoke about the importance of doing the work beyond the ballot box so that civic education isn't just merely you know voting or casting a vote not to undermine that process but the people start to understand that you're coming into some kind of contract with the government and you have the right to hold them accountable and you're empowered to because you understand what you did you know that 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 act of voting what it means who you voted for you start to also invest in the processes okay so if i vote what does this now mean you know it's a nice sort of ripple effect that comes from that so touching on um the importance of civic education in general what was the motivation behind the methodology for civics academy so you have obviously really great visuals online they're really easily accessible but what was the thought process prior to that um that would be just interesting to know um how civics academy came about or or how yeah i mean how it was how it came about, but also to then really say, we are going to focus on having visuals. We're yes. going to make this accessible and it's free. We're going to work with certain stakeholders. We're going to have a trainer to train a sort of approach yes. just to understand yeah. that approach. Um, so I think at the beginning um, of Civics Academy, uh, there was a lot of uh, talk about, you know, how can we make this more, how can we make these complex topics more accessible to the broader public? And we chose video content to be, um, or, yeah, we decided that that should, could be a, a successful avenue to explore. And yeah, the, the, the format was chosen because we thought it would be most accessible, especially to the youth. Um, and interesting animated video clips, people walking through the screen and explain, explain these complex matters uh, works very well in our digital age. Uh, despite, and we did have in mind the challenges of the access to online media, um, and it, it, it remains a challenge um, in our daily work, we see that. But um, we, uh, yeah, and then obviously we decided, you know, um, okay, these, these scripts have to be written um, by experts so that we, we contacted experts on constitutional law, governance, local government, and so on. And, uh, and these experts wrote the scripts or are still writing the scripts um, and they get peer reviewed by other experts within the field. We break it down. Um, then they come, the scripts come to us and we break it down so the general public can digest these very complex issues easier. And then obviously we use visual animation to uh, to make the learning more fun and entertaining and more accessible. And um, and we decided to uh, when we did the first videos, we had youth dialogues. Um, so we get we gathered um, yeah young people around and and we showed them the material and we discussed these topics and and through these dialogues. Um, you know, it's almost like a need assessment. What topics are needed? What 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 kind of information is needed? 
how can we present that information so that people are interested in watching the videos that they that these topics um, really make sense to them um, that was explored um, and then for example uh, for other video series like our local government series there was a request from um, yeah, municipality uh, uh, or the Western Cape government actually um, you know they would like to have uh, more animated material to train the councillors um, because uh, yeah there is a lack of, of information and lack of, of training uh, possibilities and then we created our local government series so that was a very need-based um, approach here um, and why is it offered as open access material? We need everybody to be able to, to watch it. It's a, it's the, yeah, like an inclusive approach. We want people to see the material, um, to use it. Uh, and so we're offering it as open access material on our website, um, www.civicsacademy.co.za and also on YouTube. Um, on our website, one can download the videos and anybody can use these videos um, and they are used like even in universities for teaching certain topics, um, as long as nobody changes the content of the video. Um, and then, yeah, that uh, is one of the, yeah, that's how we go about it. And then the training is also very need-based. So um, we've been requested to create this material, uh, training booklets or um, lecture guides in, in terms of the, the TVIT colleges. Um, because there was a need for fresher and newer and more interactive lessons or more interactive training plans. Um, and uh, yeah, so they, all of the, our training material is obviously based on our videos. And again, we work together with experts in the field um, that can then facilitate these trainings um, for different institutions. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> that answers it brilliantly, especially for somebody who's obviously not aware and they're trying to maybe understand the approach. I mean, at, at surface value, you can assume, but I think it's important for people to also understand the intentionality behind it. I think yeah. as a young person, you know, we consume so much information all the time. And sometimes it's just an information overload. So we really need access to quick, to the point, simply put information. Um, I like that you also have a course on your website so people can actually sort of evaluate their learning and take their time with it. So this is obviously yes. an encouragement to anyone who's listening that if you are interested to dig deep into this topic, it's really not that difficult and complex and you can really take your time and you, you know, it's easily accessible on the website using, using the link that Uta shared. Now on the yes. topic of youth, youth, um, youth participation, youth engagement, you know, it's, it's a difficult one. I struggle with it as a young person myself. And the reason why is sometimes it feels like there's a duplication of efforts. So everybody's invested in obviously in this demographic, they invested in us as a target group, because of course we form a huge chunk of the population, uh, you know, the percentage of the population on the continent, but also in the country. Um, so for obvious reasons, we cannot leave young people out. But there's often this feeling that certain interventions aren't hitting the mark or people are not bringing any young people closer enough to processes. So to have sort of a mix of, you know, we want to be youth-centered, we want to be youth-conscious and aware of what young people need. But we also need experts on the table. We need everybody, you know, we need to sort of have a mixed bag so that we make sure that whatever efforts or interventions that we do really are impactful. 
and I know that you, you know, alluded to the work that you do with certain partners and young people who then extend to young people and youth development as a whole. Um, as a young person, if I want to get involved in the work of Civics Academy, I think the most obvious question, burning question, and one that I was actually asked about myself when I shared your content was how do I get involved? So beyond reading and accessing the, the, the you know, the media and the videos, somebody, if there's an active young person who's like, I actually want to go a step further and be actively involved in this topic so that I can also then extend to my own peers and maybe even be trained, is that possible? And if so, what, is, what would the process like this look like for a young person? Uh, difficult question. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, what I said at the beginning is, is crucial is that we are a very small team. So um, that the, like that has something to do with obviously that you know the the budget that we have and uh, the budget that's been allocated to Civics Academy as one of the projects of the Hans Seidel Foundations uh, as Hans Seidel Foundation and so um, there is yeah there's really limited uh, limited um, let's say opportunity for young people to actually work for Civics Academy because Civics Academy is a project that is run by the Hans Seidel Foundation. Um, obviously one can look at interns and we've had requests uh, or like applications for an internship. We have had interns before. So that's always a welcoming opportunity for young people to, to play a role. Um, and for the rest, I would say, I mean, one of the biggest ways to, um, to be involved is, yeah, to come to one of the trainings um, uh, now, uh, when we do trainings, like uh, when we work with the IEC, there is going to be a um, this year still a training for the youth or for youth groups. So I think uh, this has all um, been facilitated and, and organized by the IEC. So the IEC is reaching out to different youth organizations and getting um, you know representatives of these youth, youth organizations together into the room. And then we come and we give them a training on civic education that they can then carry into their own communities or into their own youth organizations um, and almost use as a train the trainer or these trains as a trained trainer and they can then uh, work uh, and multiply that uh, that effort. Um, so there's, uh, for example, a, an opportunity where interested young people can come together um, there are other opportunities. We work together with the Department of Basic Education. They do, uh, especially now in the uh, in the run up to the elections, um, these jamborees where they get as uh, um, high school students from different high schools together to some kind of you know, events or interventions um, um, where civic education is going to be part of the program or voter education. Um, and hopefully Civics Academy can play a role, or we, we've been talking about a Civics Academy making some kind of uh, presentations, but actually handing this over to the young people. So we are busy trying to get uh, students from TVET colleges that have been trained on our material to use their knowledge and their expertise um, and go to these jamborees and then train their peers or interact with their peers on these topics. Um, because, yeah, as I said, Civics Academy cannot be everywhere. Unfortunately, we would love to have a much broader outreach and 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 engagements. Um, but uh, what we are aiming at is empowering other young people 
um, to then go out and, and do these trainings on their own. They've got the material, um, our, our training manuals are online. One can adapt them to their, you know, to, to their own needs um, and their own communities. And our videos are online. Um, so, every, you know, we hand out the material um, and, and hopefully people, young people will take it and take the initiative and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to organize a training myself um, for my own community or for my own youth organization using the material and the handbooks that's that's available to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to cut you, Uta. You can finish. No, 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 no. That was it. No, no. I actually finished my thought. So I had a the, thought. The one last uh, sentence I want to say. Um, we In the past, uh, when Civics Academy started, we were a lot more grassroots oriented. We worked with uh, small organizations and did a lot of, as I said, youth dialogues or youth trainings. Um, and they, those trainings were small or those interactions were small. And it was difficult for us to measure the impact. How much did they actually carry out into their own organizations or communities? Um, and so we did shift the focus a little bit and went into more institutionalized um, engagements because here we can measure the impact much better. And once civic education is, I find, is institutionalized, uh, like part of curriculums in schools or colleges or in other training institutions, then, you know, the outreach is obviously much broader. Um, and, and then, yeah, we can, we can measure by, okay, we've given the material, we've given the trainings, um, it's part of the curriculum. Now, you know, where, where does it lead to? Where does it go to? What's happening? Um, whereas when we just worked with like a youth group of 10 or 20 people uh, that maybe didn't have the means, it is important and still stays very important. It just... There are so many organizations that are already doing that. And we decided to go into the more institutionalized spaces um, and actually trying to get a focus on civic education as part of a school or college curriculum. Yeah, and the institutionalized method is is the most sustainable, right? The one, it's the most sustainable exactly. route. It's also yeah. the one that I think people... Um, tend to underestimate I think people tend to think the you know person to person which like you're saying is important but if you want to do work like this that will, will live on way beyond the academy you need to really institutionalize it into organs into actors who are already doing the work and you're just sort of adding to it exactly. I think it was important for you to also contextualize your limitations because I think this is also another misconception you know somebody may see civics academy and think oh my gosh I can work here or oh my gosh I can do x and not to say, like you're saying, you're not encouraging it, but you're clearly stating where your limitations are. And um, even in the research I've done, there's this challenge around young people and agency. Um, and particularly in South Africa, there's always been this discussion around, okay, yes, we're frustrated, but what is your responsibility on an individual level? You cannot also sit and wait for you know, people to do the work for you, especially when there is resources available. And there's been a really nice shift now, I think. Sometimes a little bit elitist, it's amongst the ones who are already quite articulate and who know the jargon, but at least it's a step further where people are really doing the work. Um, so it is also an encouragement to young people to say, like Uta has already reiterated, that if you think this information is useful and you want to do a discussion in your, I don't know, your university with your peers, 
feel free to do that. I think that extends far beyond what you could even imagine. And, and I think that speaks to the essence of the work that you'd like to do. Um, now, Uta, sort of to round off the discussion, I'm obviously invested in the topic of digitalization, social media, the effects of us participating online and whether or not that translates into some kind of activism online. There's obviously readings and all kinds of opinions around you know, how this correlates or if it does at all. And because you're doing the work um, or you've used mediums that are predominantly online. Um, and now we understand why you chose that methodology. I just want to ask if you could shed light already, if there can be some kind of trace. I mean, you obviously have analytics. You obviously have access to this kind of information without really getting too deep into it. But for, from your perspective, have you found that this approach, you know, to have and use vid videos to be active on social media is doing what you as a, as, as a foundation, as an academy would like it to do. So is, is the effort resulting in the needed output? Mm -hmm. um, thank you for that question. Yes, I, I, I must say yes. Um, um, so we'll definitely, we definitely see that um, with our website, which was redone about two years ago, uh, fresh face and, and easier to, to navigate. Um, there's been an increase in people using the website. I think the length of the video might sometimes be an issue, um, uh, just in terms of, you know, obviously it's, it, it is data, um, it costs data to, to download the video or to watch the video. Um, so what we've done is um, to counteract that, we have um, uh, created snippets, produced snippets of the video, so where we cut the seven-minute a uh, long video short into like two minutes or even shorter snippets um, that can be easier distributed on social media like Twitter or, or Facebook or Instagram, but are also um, not as, um, yeah, they, you know, not as data intensive to download or to watch. Um, and I must say, since we have gone more into the social media space, um, uh, since then, I think um, we've realized that, um, yeah, a lot more people became aware of what Civics Academy is, what we're doing. Sometimes people think we are huge just because we have such a broad outreach and we are we're out there all the time. Um, uh, but I think definitely uh, younger people, we see the fellow, you know, like how many people start following you or engaging with the stuff or watching the videos. Um, it is for us the right way of doing it or the, you know, as it has been a successful way of, of getting the material out there. We, however, do see limitations in terms of, um, yeah, communities that have not access to internet or access to um, tools like a laptop or phones or data. Um, that they have been left out or it's 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 a lot more difficult for them to, to access our material. Um, and I've, I've mentioned to you before, we are in the process of exploring the possibility of a zero-rated website, which could help with access. Um, and we are open for any suggestions. If there are smart people out there, IT people, or, you know, people that ha have expertise on how we can get um, the content out without costing so much data or needing 
uh, yeah, mainly data, then um, yeah, we we are happy for those people to to step up and to contact us because we that's it is uh, one of our efforts trying to reach more people and people that are not in the privileged position of having a smartphone and constant access to data. Yeah, it's 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 a cat and mouse situation. Uh, but I think my takeaway from this conversation and many others is that, you know, it's like an ecosystem almost in the sector, all things development, and everybody needs to play their part. And your contribution as the academy may be this, but there may be somebody listening in who thinks, you know what, I have the resources in my own personal capacity to translate maybe some of it into my own language and teach people or you know there's so so many opportunities that can yes. be, that can extend the work or the or, or extend or try to to do to sort of latch on and and um speak to your limitations you know obviously there are yes. limitations to the work but that's recognized and to rather than say this is a call for those who have the capacities and the skills to reach out to you um yes. but also to do their work in their own personal capacity so I think yes, that's sort but- of yeah, please, please go ahead. So I just wanted to come in right there. Exactly. So, I mean, obviously, one of the limitations is also language. Yeah, most of the videos are only available in English. Um, it is very time and money uh, consuming to produce one of those videos. Um, it goes, as I said, through lengthy review process. Um, um, the animations have to be created. Uh, it's It takes about three months at least to produce a video. And it costs a lot of money. And so we started with English. Um, we've done a few other videos of our, a few of our videos of our local, our local government series in Afrikaans and Corsa, uh, just because that was a cooperation here um, in the Western Cape, where where those languages are, um, you know, dominant. Um, besides English, but we'd love to have the videos translated and reproduced in all the other um, South African languages, official languages. Um, it's really, you know, a question of of having the funds for it. There are there is a, a bit of talk with with uh, Parliament TV of maybe um, collaborating on translating these videos and and by that by yeah in, in that way making them more accessible to to other communities and um, yeah to to other uh, yeah language communities and um, there is also the the. The thinking about putting them on TV. So we've done that for the month of April. We had a short collaboration with the Department of Basic Education where they used our videos as fillers in between their program. Um, so they would um, yeah, have one of their shows and then there was like a seven or 10 minute gap or five minute gap and they showed one of our videos. And we we haven't received the statistics yet from them to see you know how many people actually watched it and and what was the feedback. Uh, we're still waiting for that. But that was I thought was also a great way of of you know bringing it out there to communities where internet is not as available or um, smartphones. Not everybody has a smartphone or has data, but they they can watch it on 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 public TV. And now the same thing is happening with Parliament TV, who also approached us and said. You know what we'd we'd like to also use these videos as a great filler in between uh, parliament settings. Um, so we're exploring that route just to reach more people and to get into a little bit, uh, yeah, in, in diff- into different spaces. Yeah, and it's so important. I mean, I'm thinking about some of the most random things I used to learn as a child just by watching TV um, or listening to the radio. Um, so I think to make it even less intimidating, these me- mediums or these pockets 
or you know like you're saying fillers are actually really clever to to you know share this type of information um so I just want to reiterate again, I really think the work that you're doing at Civics Academy is really great. I was excited when I found out about it because even I as a political, you know, I have a political studies background and I'm constantly engaging in the topic. I've often found it really difficult to simplify it. Um, even sometimes it's difficult for, as a person who understands the jargon to understand some other information that's out there about all things politics and civic engagement. So I found it really empowering that there is something that we can access, that we can really break down and that we can also go back to and have aha moments and reevaluate our thoughts. So really kudos to the work that you continue to do. And I hope, you know, anyone who's listening in is inspired and, you know, inspired to even reach out and most importantly, check out the the resources that are available um, and share ideas with the with the academy on maybe, you know, you you're you're already doing some version of this work in your own region. So I think we'll wrap it up here. Um, thank you so much for your time and obviously for the work that you do. And I don't know if there's any closing words from your side. Um, no, thank you very much. Really exciting to to talk to you. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, as you were saying, I also still watch our videos once in a while and, and learn something new. Uh, it's also like a good refresh and reminder. Sometimes yeah. we forget and it's nice to to learn again and uh, yeah knowledge is power um and so i i'd like to encourage everyone to go onto our website or check us out on youtube or social media and watch the videos and take a learning home with them uh, with you and and spread the word um because we need informed and yeah empowered citizens to shape this democracy and i'm very passionate about it and thank you again for this wonderful chat